Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. And we are streaming live at WCEV1450.com. Folks, if this is your first time tuning in for the program, we're on every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, and we're coming to you live from the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you can keep up with us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to check out all of the previous episodes, the wonderful conversations with uh, interesting guests and topics that you might have missed. And you can do that one of two ways. First way is the easiest. Well, they're both really easy. But you can go to RadioIslam.com, and there you can browse through all of those previous uh, conversations that we've had, and you can check out guest bios, pictures, and really just kind of stay up to date with things that are going on with Radio Islam. And the second way, this is your way on the go, right? So everybody is, uh, we're podcasting, so we podcast, we put upload all of our interviews wherever you get your podcast. So if you're on Google Play, you're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or TuneIn, whatever your pl uh, platform of choice is, you will find us at Radio Islam USA, and make sure that you subscribe, you rate, you review, and uh, welcome to the program. So, um, Radio Islam family, uh, we have a uh, we've got a real treat for you tonight, and I am really pleased. I'm I'm excited to be able to talk with uh, someone who has made history. That's right, someone who's made history. Uh, we have joining us on the phone tonight, Sadia Covert. Uh, she recently won election to DuPage County's board, uh, becoming the first Muslim elected uh, to that board. Uh, she's an attorney who's had her own practice for almost 10 years now. Uh, and she co-authored a House bill, uh, 2390, which uh, we want to talk a bit about as well, um, which uh, passed unanimously, unanimously and was signed into law by uh, Governor Rauner. Uh, she's a community leader. Uh, and we are pleased to welcome her uh, once again to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you? I am doing well, and congratulations again to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you have got uh, you've got your work cut out for you. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm sure the uh, just the, the angst, uh, all of the the hard work, uh, the the teamwork, the, the the going out and talking to folks. Um, you know, that was its own struggle, its own campaign. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, so congrats for making it through that uh, and, and winning election. So let, let's talk a bit about what are some of the uh, some of the opportunities and, and challenges that you see in front of you now in this new position? Well, um, <clears throat> lots of opportunities um, and, and lots of challenges. <laughs> um, we had our first public board meeting yesterday morning at mm -hmm. 10 o'clock. And um, you, you know, as an elected official, uh, we encounter difficult decisions that we have to make. Right. And um, sometimes with your votes or your decisions, you know, you don't get, 100% satisfaction from everybody. There's always going to be somebody that's upset or didn't agree with it. And it's about balancing that and making sure that you are making the right decision and you're doing what 
your conscience says and you're following your principles Mm -hmm. and making sure that you are doing what the people want to the best of your ability. Right. Because that is what we take our oaths for, you know. And um, yesterday I had a, a difficult decision to make, and I had to choose, do I vote party line mm-hmm. or do I do the right thing, what I think is fair? And, you know, when you, as a Muslim, you know, you follow your faith, and, mm-hmm. you know, Allah tells you that you do justice when you lead, when you do justice and, and fairness. Mm-hmm. And... And that is the best course of action. And sometimes that's not the most popular, but that is how we conduct ourselves. Right, right. So those are the challenges that we face, and um, over and over again, depending on which position you're in. Right, right. So that, but then it also comes with its reward, um, and the opportunities of meeting different people and understanding um, different people's situations. I had a tour of this uh, medical center. It was a nursing home for disabled uh, senior citizens. Mm-hmm. And just having a tour of that and meeting these people and seeing the need and, and who they were and the hope in their eyes that, are you going to help us? Can you help us? You know? Right. It's just amazing how you see so many different things as an elected official and different issues and meet with different people. And uh makes you grateful for, for your own uh, living conditions in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also makes you want to help them. Yeah. And uh, it's it's an eye-opener. It really gets you connected with the people. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I think that any elected office it is it is a privilege uh to be able to serve but it certainly comes with its own um with its own set of challenges and 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 a weight that those who are served don't necessarily always uh see uh or not really aware of and i i want to uh kind of delve in a little bit uh you mentioned that you know you're faced with the question your very first vote that you have to take do you go the party line or do you go with your conscience and mm-hmm. I think that's a really important uh, that's a really important point to bring up because we are very much partisan, uh, and you know that's that's the history of, of our nation. It is one of mm-hmm. partisanship. Uh, but when conscience gets a chance to prevail, I think mm-hmm. that's something that should be should be celebrated. Could you talk with us a bit about what was that first that first vote? Yeah, sure. Um, so yesterday's vote, we all received committee assignments, mm-hmm. and all of us board members. Now, the way our board is made up is we have, we just got seven um, Democratic women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all women, uh, Democrats, wow. seven of us, and wow. then there are 11 awesome. Republican men. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to, we were given committee assignments, and Looking at the committee assignments, when I went over the numbers and saw how many chairmanships the Democratic women received, and uh, I myself included, mm-hmm. and um, how many committees we were on and were we on important committees and how it was divvied up, I saw that it was very fair, the breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. And there were Republicans on the other side, you know, extending this olive branch and trying to work with us and say, hey, 
you know, we'll give up our, you know, uh, chairmanship of transportation or whatever committee so you would be happy. It was, you know, they tried. And um, I recognize this. And we could have gotten, we're in the minority as Democrats, and we could have gotten zero chairmanships. We could have gotten worse assignments. And when I looked at it objectively, and that's what I do, I have to look at things as a lawyer and, you know, know where to negotiate, when, you know, where to not over-negotiate somewhere. But when I saw that committee assignment, it was fair. And, And we had to vote to approve that committee assignment yesterday. And now my side, um, you know, the, the, I'm from, I'm a Democrat, so not everybody agreed. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel like it's fair, and I felt it was. And they had their reasons, and I understand those concerns and reasons, but I also, you know, I also have my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. And I felt that if I voted against it, um, it really would not be fair to the other side, and that would not do it justice. Mm. So I always, my campaign messaging was of bipartisanship, working together collaboratively and being fair. Mm-hmm. And that's what I decided to. I woke up for Fudger. I prayed and I asked for the strength and courage to vote this way on my first board meeting. Mm-hmm. And it may not be popular, but it was the right thing to do. And I deliberated over it. It took me about four days to think over this and consult many people before mm-hmm. I made this decision. But, you know, you do your Sahara, you consult, and you make the right decision because this was the first major vote, which will set the tone for the rest of my four years. Right. And, and the thing is that not only did I have Democrats vote for me, I had Republicans vote for me, too. And I had independents vote for me, too. So District 5 constituents, I love them all. Um, they, There were people from both sides that voted for me. And I need to make sure that I am representing um, everybody, making sure that we're working together, moving forward with our assignments, and making sure that it's fair. Now, if it wasn't fair, I'd speak out against that. Right. But it, but it was. And I sincerely believe that it was. Um, looking at the breakdown, all the committee assignments. So I voted uh, for approval of the committee assignment, mm-hmm. and um, there was some discussion on the floor. It's on uh, live video, actually. It's, it was live stream, so it, it is on the DuPage County website, the mm-hmm. video. Um, and, um, and, you know, some people didn't like that, and some people did like that. So <laughs> you're going to get a split. Yeah. Um, but that was a strong message sent out that I do think independently. I'm an independent thinking Democrat, and I will do what's fair. Hmm. And that's what I plan to do. Let me ask this. And, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, even though it's it, it was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really rough. I mean, my heart was pounding yeah. <laughs> yesterday. But look at look at our history of, of different leaders and the prophets. And, you know, yeah, it's never easy making that type of a decision. Yeah, that's the truth. Is there any, uh, I don't want to say trepidation, but is, is there any um, any nervousness that comes with, uh, with um, I guess, legislating or meeting, uh, taking care of the people's business 
while being live streamed? Does does it ever you know do the, does the fact that you're on camera ever uh, does that come into mind? Um, no, you don't really feel like you're on camera mm-hmm. um, because I mean you're not really focused on that. You're listening, so um, I didn't feel that nervousness uh, with the camera being there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you do have to be careful because you don't want to you know look like you're you know, playing on your phone or, you know, you want to be paying attention, obviously doing your job and, and be conscious of that. But no, I didn't experience any nervousness. Okay. All right. Alhamdulillah. Uh, so we, we have, uh, I mean, it's wonderful that we see this national uh, pattern within this past election where we have uh, women who have been elected uh, to Congress, uh, Senate, uh, and, and so, and we also have, you know, right here with yourself, um, with, the, the, with the board. How do you see yourself um, within this larger movement of uh, of women saying, you know, it, it's 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 time for me to to, to throw my hat in the ring uh, and go beyond just simply running the nonprofits, uh, calling for the meetings, doing the, the grassroots stuff, but saying that you know what, it's, it's time for me to to be at the helm, you know, and going for that going for elected office, how do you see yourself in that? And, and how do you think that uh, this, this example or, or what's going on right now, how does that translate into maybe motivation for the next generation of, uh, of young women? <laughs> um, I, um, <clears throat> I'm amazed by how many women ran across the country for office. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And we do need a seat at the table, and we want to be examples and, um, you know, role. Uh, I don't like to say role models because I think, you know, Islamically as a Muslim, you have one role model, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu So, you know, but examples, you know, of uh, leadership, and we have to send out the right message to these young girls and women out there um, that if we want to be taken seriously. We need to be serious, and we have to conduct ourselves in a respectful respectful and dignified way. And be willing to listen to others, be willing to be open to others' ideas, other people's ideas, and um, and be calm and and patient. and um, and this is and this is how we will create and control that narrative mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. So uh, we control our narrative, and um, and it depends on what type of narrative we want to, you know, further and, and and demonstrate to people. Yes. Do you think that this is also um, that this also impacts the way non-Muslims see Muslims, uh, not just Muslim women, but Muslims, um, mm-hmm. just in general? Uh, in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, we're under the microscope. Yeah. We are different. We have not held office before regularly. We're new. Um, you know, people don't know what to expect from us because we're new in the game. And the microscope is on us. And there are people that, unfortunately, this is the reality of the situation, where they don't want us in certain offices. They do not want you there. And, it, and you know, we shouldn't generalize and say, oh, it's the Republicans or the Democrats. I mean, we have people on both sides. It doesn't matter what party line you're from, what party you're from. Yeah. There are people that just don't want you, as a Muslim, 
on, you know, in Congress or on the board or wherever you may be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, we have to, that's the reality of the situation. So we have to work harder and we have to be more careful and we have to do what's right. But the most important thing is to, to really, really like at this time um, and on all the time, obviously consult Consult with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and closely follow the Sunnah, and and that's what got me through the campaign. I mean, how many times have I, you know, we say, oh, follow Sunnah, you know, this and that, but during the campaign, we had to, I had to think about it every five minutes because my patience was tested. Mm-hmm. I'm sure <laughs> everything was tested. You would think, okay, what would the Prophet do right here? How should I handle this situation? And it really becomes applicable. You know, like every day of your life. And this continues. This continues after you get into office as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to be in touch with God and really think about your decisions and make sure that you are doing the right thing. Definitely, definitely. Now, unlike some uh, politicians, uh, folks who seek elected office after simply doing well for themselves in the private sector or, you know, whatever area of, of, of life they've been in. Um, you have, you know, we're talking about uh, the prophetic tradition of, of service, is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what, what we really hold on to and, and recognize as being uh, emblematic of that. Um, you have been working on behalf of uh, families. You've, uh, you know, had your own nonprofit. Could we go back a bit and talk uh, about some of that work that has really led you to this point? And, and I, I started off with the point of not being one of those who's just decided to jump up and run for office, but they don't have a, they don't have a background <laughs> of service, right? Um, yeah. But you are a proven community. Uh, servant, and I mentioned in the intro that you were the uh, author of uh, House Bill twenty three ninety. Yes. Um, could you tell us a bit about that? Sure, sure. Um, so I uh, co-authored the amendment to the hate crime law in mm-hmm. Illinois. Yeah. And um, so it, this all started out um, after I graduated law school, got licensed, got married, had my first kid, um, and um, by my by the time I had my second kid, there were a lot of a series of hate crimes going on uh, nationwide. And it was a year of, of, I believe it was 2014, where um, there were three uh, Muslim dental students shot execution style yes. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really upsetting to me. And we had a hate crime here at... Um, at a Jewish synagogue in our local area. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing a pattern because there were a series of hate crimes that year that weren't necessarily on national news, but they were happening. There was an African-American man hung uh, by a tree in Louisiana. There was um, there was a stabbing in Kentucky. I mean, there was just a series of events, and then the Charleston shooting happened. Right. Um, so what I did notice that the hate crimes, these were obviously hate crimes, but they weren't being labeled appropriately. And when they're not being labeled appropriately, there's inaccurate statistics and data on it. And when you have inaccurate stats on a problem, it's not a problem anymore. Right. Because you don't have data to back it up. 
So I started looking into solutions. I'm like, you know what? I'm really annoyed by this. I'm not going to be an armchair activist and complain like I usually did on, on social media. Yeah. I wanted to do something about it. So I started researching the hate crime issue or statistics, looked into Illinois law. Um, I had a hate crime symposium for the first time at my local university where I used to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we, I had all different backgrounds come together and talk about how hate crimes affected their community. And this is where I started my work of unity and understanding and appreciation of different cultures and faiths and backgrounds. And eventually, you know, my husband and I, we sat down, I, we, we, we just looked at the law and like, this is what I would add. And we rewrote it as an amendment. And we put together a report, I put together a report, went to my local um, state representative and uh, had a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't listen to me. So I had another meeting, and I proposed this idea that we need to change the hate crime law. He didn't listen. So I kept going. I kept rallying people. I got petitions. And um, one day, finally, a, uh, a woman representative listened. And that grew into two legislators, to three, to 118, to unanimous. And I was I was expecting my third child, and I was on bed rest. And um, I had a hearing in Springfield. Mm-hmm. My husband took me down there. We did our hearing on the hate crime bill in front of the committee, and uh, eventually it went on the floor. It passed unanimously and became law as of this year, January. Wow. Alhamdulillah. So, awesome. Yeah, and in the process, um, I, my whole platform, my whole plan was we weren't just going to change the hate crime law. It was a whole program. It was called Fight Hate with Eight. A-T-E, which stands for Amend, Train, and Educate. So we amended the law, you know, and now we have to train and educate. Mm-hmm. So training of uh, hate crimes was with police officers, the public community. Education was through my nonprofit, UCARE. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were educating people about different faiths and cultures. It was It's the only nonprofit organization that that teaches about all different backgrounds, and we have speakers from different backgrounds to uh, educate each other about who they are. Because this way, when everybody has an understanding of one another, it lessens the ignorance and hence the the hate and the bigotry. So it's a grassroots work, and it takes time, but we have to keep working at it. Um, I also wrote the... um, I'm a state certified police instructor. Uh, I wrote the Islamic Cultural Awareness um, Diversity uh, course, which is a four-hour course, and it's state certified course. And and it's a four-hour course that uh, fulfills several mandates for police officers. Mm -hmm. So I, I keep training law enforcement, and they love the class. I was actually asked by a state agency to write the course for Islamic awareness, a cultural awareness. So we go over, you know, civil rights, we go over the hate crime stuff, we go over basics of Islam, we talk about, we talk about, um, uh, you know, the, the legal aspects um, of, of um, what 
police officers need to do when they go into a house and they do searches and seizures, you know, what to do and what not to do in a Muslim household and, you know, educating them. And they really like it. I mean, all the surveys that come back, they're like five five stars, you know, five out of five ratings. Wow. Now, is that something yeah. that you do um, just for, uh, for for state police or is that something you do statewide for different um, law enforcement agencies? Uh, I, do for, I do it for uh, all sorts of law, law enforcement. Okay. So I've trained, I've, I have um, done this class for police, mm-hmm. um, all the police departments, uh, state police or correctional officers, administration, uh, FBI, FBI National Academy. Um, so uh, different sorts, uh, different types of law enforcement. That is awesome. That is all, and and so needed. Um, um, I've I've got a background in corrections, and I think that's one oh. of the, uh, that is one of those spaces where um, Muslims, you know, who are incarcerated, often find uh-huh. themselves dealing with folks who who know very little about uh, their faith. Uh, they're right. pretty much dealing with, you know, th- they have misconceptions or just they got bad information, uh, mm-hmm. and this is on an administrative level. So I think a course uh-huh. like that that is awesome that uh, that you're able to do that. Yep, 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 and we and we go over all the the legal stuff, you know, when a woman, if a, if a woman's wearing a headscarf, how like culturally, how should you handle that? You know, searches of women should be handled by women. You know, just little details like that make a big difference. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you are doing, uh, and I'm just really pleased to hear about all this other work. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, now with your position uh, as a board member, and uh, this is uh, District Five. Right. So Naperville, Aurora and Lyle. Okay. Now, uh, uh, Chicagoland, uh, Chicago folks, you should know. I mean, everybody knows DuPage, but I don't know if you know that uh, it is the second largest uh, county in Illinois. Uh, There's like I think you got like nearly a million people um, out there um, countywide. So with everything that you are doing, um, you are you know, it seems like you're doing work in a few different spaces. Uh, How do you see your relationship or your your ongoing relationship with state legislators um Mm -hmm. do you see that uh increasing or do you feel like the work that's ahead of you now with um with the uh with the county board is going to kind of make you know it's going to maybe you have to give more to the county or how how do you approach that well um i'm not working on any bills or anything um however did receive my committee assignments, mm-hmm. and one of my uh, one of the committees that I sit in on is called legislative, and legislative um, is a committee that is in touch with legislators in Springfield. Okay. So that continues. That's awesome. That work continues, <laughs> and um, I think the reason that I was placed um, on that committee was because of my background with the hate crime bill and uh, being an attorney and having those. Uh, strong relationships with uh, different legislators. Mm. Well, that is, uh, that is great stuff. Uh, last, last question. What, mm. what advice do you give to, uh, to others who are considering, who are already serving, uh, and they are considering to take this, uh, their service to the next level and they want to seek elected office? What advice would you give them? I would, I would say that whatever party you are from, it's okay to be whatever party you are, mm-hmm. uh, Democrat or Republican. Um, we all need to support each other, especially as Muslims, because 
Muslims already have a hard time out there, you know, and the last thing they need is for their fellow Muslims to not be there for them. Now, alhamdulillah, I had the Muslim support. I'm, I'm very blessed. Um, but that's just another reminder that we need to stick together. We really, really do. And we need to support each other because um, whatever our differences are, we need to put it aside and really unite together and um, support uh, one another strongly. And, um, and that is how we will succeed as a community. And the second thing is that um, whether you are a Democrat or Republican or whatever party you choose or, you know, uh, don't assume that you will get all the votes from your party just because you're from that party. Mm. You have to earn those votes. And a congressman told me this. Okay. And it was very good advice. And I give uh, credit to Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy who told me that. You know, he said, you got to earn all your votes. you got to earn your votes. And we knocked 80,000 doors. We knocked 157 precincts, 80,000 doors. We raised wow. money, uh, a ridiculous amount of money, mm-hmm. and we had two billboards. We had signs all over the place. We, I mean, we did not leave any stone unturned. So when you're running for something, fight for it and mm-hmm. fight like your life depends on it because that is how you will have to fight, even if it's a small position. Don't think it's anything small, mm-hmm. because for us, we're starting out, and even a local position, you fight like you've never fought before, yeah. and you will get that seat. And you pray, keep in touch with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and truly, truly follow the sunnah. Not just, a, you know, I always say, not just, not just the appearances, I'm talking about real, mm-hmm. real sunnah and application. Yeah. And just watch yourself and be, and be patient and pray and know that whatever will happen will happen for the best. Okay. So, I have to take yeah. I have to take that back. I have to ask you one one <laughs> other question. <laughs> um, no, I enjoy this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you learned about yourself and and I would really love to uh, hear your answer to this question um, uh, at the end of the first term <laughs> as well. Right? But <laughs> right. what have you learned about yourself? After, you know, just going through the campaign uh, and, you know, now after that first, but what, what have you learned? Have you learned anything? Have you, have you recognized anything about yourself that oh, yeah. you did not Oh, yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I have discovered a lot about myself. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Um, and I did not know this about, my, I mean, I have learned things about myself that I did not know myself. Mm-hmm. I have three kids, yeah. so sometimes I lose my patience, you know. I'm like, stop screaming, stop fighting, you know. Yeah. And I used to tell my husband, like, oh, my God, I have no patience. I have no patience, these kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think kids really train you in the patience area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, what I learned about myself is that I have an incredible amount of patience mm-hmm. <laughs> for people and situations. Yeah. And I didn't know that about myself. I will I will keep my mouth shut about certain things and if I don't like them and there will be people who try to provoke you and make you angry mm-hmm. and set you off. And um I didn't allow that. I was like, uh not gonna say anything here. And no matter how angry I got and no matter how upset I was, mm-hmm. I had to be really careful in the campaign. One wrong move and it's 
downhill from there. Yeah. And and I knew that. So I I was patient. I spoke where I had to mm-hmm. and I was patient where I had to be. Did did anybody try to paint you out to be something that you were not on the campaign oh, trail? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, it I don't want to get too deep into it, but and I'm not going to say who. Yeah. Uh but it was disappointing to see some people paint me to be something else that I was not. And uh, it was unfortunate to see that. Yeah. And um, but then people would fight back, you know, your supporters, and they'd say, no, she's not like that. I didn't have that much of a problem. I mean, there were a couple of people like me for, you know, being Muslim or a minority or um, even for being Muslim. You know, I, was, I had criticisms from my own community at times, you know, and you're going to go through that. That's normal. No one's going to be completely satisfied. Yeah. Um, but you just have to reason with them, and you just have to be patient. You got to pray, and you know, and and do your best. I mean, but you're there, you're there to uh, to serve uh, a community, and to have people discount you because you know because of your religion or your gender, ethnicity, these things. Uh, is there a point where you feel like? Okay, well, you know, you feel the way you feel, and maybe you'll you'll see differently later on. Or do you feel a sense of uh, you know that you have to respond to it? Will you want to actively prove them or show them that you are someone else? <laughs> no, um, I wouldn't usually respond to that. If there was some sort of negative, um, it's not it's not fruitful for me to respond yeah. because then you just get into an argument and um, you don't want to go down that path. Right. You, you know, other people that knew you or d- that knew me, mm-hmm. they would say something. And sometimes there was a point where when it gets really serious, you do have to say something. And I did. There was one time I did because it was clearly false. Mm-hmm. And somebody said that I was, uh, a consultant for some Homeland Security thing, um, and I was getting paid $90,000 apparently mm-hmm. uh, to to go against Muslim people and spy on them. Wow. And that was clearly false because there was, um, there was an organization that had uh, called me and said, would you like to, to, you know, to have this position or, and, and this, this organization was not, spying on Muslims. It was mischaracterized as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, that had to be clarified as well. But it was just taken out of context, the whole thing. Right. And uh, I did not accept that position. I was, you know, busy. I had kids. I was like, I, I won't be able to, to do this anyway. And no, I, I won't be a part of it. But there was a grant application that went through that had that had my name on it already. But it was sent out assuming that I would get it. I mean, there was some miscommunication there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was the original grant application. Now, nothing came of it because obviously I wasn't in that position. I never received any funds. Yeah. Um, but I had to clarify that. And I had a conversation with the person from that particular organization who also clarified it mm. and said, no, she did not receive anything I had asked her. And she said, no. So she's not a part of this. 
But that's a serious issue. When it becomes really serious, character assassination or mm. people assuming that you are doing something wrong, you got to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But for, yeah, but for petty stuff, you know, like what are you wearing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to get into that fight. <laughs> right, right. Well, Saudi, it, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and you. we congratulate you again and uh, pray that, you know, you are you are continued, um, you know, continue to serve. Uh, and, and the law allows you to, to do that uh, because we need people who are who have proven themselves as, you know, as real servants of the people. And uh, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to have the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure for me as well. Thank you. Oh, thank you welcome. for having me on your show. Great show, by the way. Oh, alhamdulillah. thank you. <laughs> All right, Radio Sound family, that was uh, Saudia Covert. She is uh, DuPage County's District 5's first Muslim elected to serve, and uh, that was her. So uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will return in a moment. This is Radio Islam, and we're on WCEV 1450 AM. 